Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Welcome to Get Celebritized. My guest right now is going to be a oh, fabulous, another friend of mine that I've met on Clubhouse. I meet a lot of amazing people on Clubhouse. If you're not on the audio apps, get on these audio apps, get to talking to people, because that's where these relationships are built. And I'm going to bring on Stephanie Pure Year Helling, and I hope I'm pronouncing their middle and last name correctly. Stephanie, come on up here. Stephanie, welcome to the show. So Thank glad to you. have you. Since Thank I don't have my intro right here in front of me, tell us a little about yourself because we want to dig into nuts and bolts about success. And sure. Well, thanks so much for having me, Araya. And yes, we met on Clubhouse and at Mega Success, um, which was just fabulous. Um, so a little bit about me. So it's Stephanie Purrier Helling, and you got it super close. Yay! Um, <laughs> for short, it's SPH, which is how a lot of people know me, and it's a lot easier to pronounce. So um, well, I can't confuse you as just SPH. I know. I know. <laughs> so um, I am an entrepreneur. I have my own business, which is SPH Services. Um, you know you deserve more. And prior to that, I was in the corporate world. So I was in the corporate world for really my entire career, um, working for a global multifamily real estate organization. Um, I worked for two smaller organizations before that. And I've worn a lot of hats in leadership development, um, team building, strategic services, et cetera. And um, unfortunately, was laid off in, during huh? COVID. And wow. um, you were know, you I, a realtor as well, or just worked no, for this multi-family, okay. um, working in the corporate space, um, helping with team development, learning and development, um, strategic initiatives, etc. And it was a fabulous organization, but obviously COVID impacted everyone, it right? Really did. And really so um, we were doing some restructuring. And I knew that my department was changing and, you know, I got the call that unfortunately there wasn't a spot. We were acquiring another company, et cetera, but it was actually a blessing in disguise. And, um, you know, I had been thinking about what do I want to do in this next phase of my life? And I could have absolutely been happy with that organization and retired there, wow. but it really gave me the opportunity and it was a gift from them, honestly, and the universe for me to really think about my why and my purpose okay. and continue helping others, um, but now in a broader way, right? And so my focus is helping people, whether it's an individual or teams um, from a leadership perspective, um, 
with change management and really ultimately resiliency. So that's that's what I'm focused on. Um, and it's been a blessing and I really enjoyed, um, you know, helping clients in a different way. I love your story. And also I wanted to go back when I was reading your bio a little bit and I saw the military part of that. I'm so in, in awe of anybody that serves in the military. I mean, our lives just, you know, are here because of anyone that serves in any capacity. And it's such a, they're all heroes. I don't care if you're in there just for a, a minute or a lifetime. It takes such a brave person to join any of the armed forces to serve our country. So tell us a little bit about that and why you did that. And if that impacted your success in any way, because I know it is not for the faint of heart and there's so much about maybe the leadership that you learned there. So talk to us a little bit about that. What made you do it and if it, how it impacted your life and career? Sure, sure. Thanks for asking. So yeah. I come from um, a family with a history of serving in the military. My uh, grandfather was a colonel in the Air Force okay. uh, during World War II. So my mother and her sisters grew up in Hawaii and Japan and all of that. Ah. Um, my father served in the Army Reserves, um, you know, for a, a period of time, a few years. And then when my mother and father got divorced, my mother married a Marine who was in the 8th and I barracks in D.C., um, we moved to Texas, which is how I got to Texas from Northern Virginia. And then my stepfather ended up joining the army and was a battalion commander and a my colonel um, during Karina. Um, and he also served in Afghanistan twice. So when I was in high school, you know, military was what everyone had done. Mm -hmm. And um, I just sort of, you know, followed suit. It was a great opportunity for me um, to help pay for part of college. Yeah. And what I learned through the military. So I actually joined when I was 16 because I was a young senior in high school. Um, so I joined when I was 16 and was going to weekend drills and oh summer camp. And then right when I turned 17, I went to, or, you know, a couple of months later, I went to basic training. Um, so and it, you, you ended up being a sharpshooter. I mean, I was a sharpshooter, which is not the best, by the way. The best is expert. It just sounds really good. It does. Um, so, but yeah, I was a sharpshooter with an M16 and a hand grenade, which was super empowering. Um, funny story: when they sent me off to basic training, um, I was the only girl getting off the plane and on this bus full of young men. And I have my long, I have naturally curly hair straight today. Right. I have long, naturally curly hair, all men on the bus. And I'm like, okay. this army thing is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I can then, get used to this. I'm yeah. sure they were thinking the same thing I having you on the bus. And so they put me in a barracks all by myself. Oh, I didn't wow. have to wake up the next morning until like seven. I went to the mess hall. I had a made to order omelet. I'm like, this is, this army thing is great. So then I got called to the CO's office and he's like, private, we have a problem. This says that you're male, but you are clearly not male. So anyway, that's how the whole- Oh, I was gonna say, there started. had to be a story with this. It's yeah. the reason why you're the only girl in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was an all male, um, you know, camp, um, Fort Leonard Wood, mm -hmm. which I think is now co-ed, but uh, so then they sent me to South Carolina, Fort Jackson, South Carolina, in the heat during the summer in the sand and oh, pine needles, um, low crawling under the, um, you know, low crawling with an M16 and barbed oh, wire God. and all that good stuff. But it was a great experience. And what it, to answer your question, it taught me a lot of structure, okay. um, accountability, responsibility, 
Um, you're only as strong as your weakest link on your team. Um, and perseverance and resiliency, really, how to weather through some really tough stuff mm -hmm. and come out on the other side. And I, you know, I think I got that from my parents prior to that, mm -hmm. but the military really reinforced that. And I've kind of carried that with me throughout life in terms of resiliency and really getting through tough situations. You know, the fact that you said that you're only, and I say this all the time, you're only as good as your your best, your your worst show, or your your weakest link, or the weakest person on the team. And it's so true. And I forgot that because I don't call. Well, my dad was in the army, but he he died when I was young. Young. He was murdered by the mafia when I was 15. Oh yeah, but I remember him being in the army. But he was much older than my mom, so he was in World War II, and so I didn't know a lot about. It. I just saw pictures of him in the army. I knew him and his brother were, but I never got like. I think I got one story out of it or, or something, but I remember, you know, hearing these stories of from other people from in business that you're only as strong as your weakest link. And they say that in the military. And it's so important to know that, you know, when the tide rises, all the boats rise. I know you don't leave any man or woman behind right. that team effort, that discipline. I, I just always knew that there had to be so much good business skills, life skills by being for those who are brave enough to go serve and do that is just phenomenal to me because I just think that is such a great way to lay a foundation for life. Now, I know there's a lot of people have bad experiences and PTSD is a thing. There's so many things that go wrong, war and all of that. But the basic foundation, I'm always really curious. And, you know, did you learn anything good from it? What did you take away? Because it's so different. So first of all, thank you to your family and to you for thank all you. of your services. We thank would, you know, not be here if it wasn't for all, all of you and people like you that get up and say, I'm joining. This is what I'm doing. And uh, besides your family being in it, what was one thing that really made you do it? Because I know a lot of people have families that do that join the services, but not them. What was that inner part of you that said at 16, 17, you were 16 to yeah. say, I'm in? Um, I've always admired grit in people mm. and people who are tough. And so for me, it was just a personal challenge that I wanted to accomplish. Um, and it was going to help me with college. I thought I yeah. thought I was going to be a doctor. So I was yeah. a 91 Alpha combat medic um, and I was pre-med in college. And then I actually got into multifamily and the rest is history. But um, so there were a couple of factors there, but it, okay. but it was the grit factor um, helping with college. And, you know, I got a lot of medical hands on training um, through the Army to help me in what I thought was going to be my career. Wow. Well, it serves you well. And I know we look back on things in our life and say, I learned that from this, or I got this skill from that. So nothing is, you know, a waste of time at all. It's all part of the journey. And I think it served you so well. And wow, you're so impressive. I mean, just all that you've done. Yeah. And I graduated high school when I was 16. And I knew we had that synergy we met. We just clicked yes. and talking. It's like, I know you're going to start a podcast and we're some of the same, you know, real estate investing things that we do. And I just liked you from the minute I met you. You were sharp. You were Likewise. interesting. Yeah, that was so fun. We just clicked. And funny and fun. And funny. <laughs> but I love this. So now you go from that. I want to talk to you because you, you're very unresilient. So let's let's run with that word resilient. People sure. these past two years, we're right now we're doing this interview 2021. We have just come out of 2020, 
2020, 2021, and we haven't come out of anything yet. It's, the world is still just so upside down. And you're successful in business. Now you're investing in real estate again, I believe. Yes. What can you tell the viewers and the listeners how to be resilient right now? Everybody wants to be resilient with all this pandemic going on. Is that We need to know some tips. Yeah. What, in your experience, has helped you be successful? What words of wisdom can you give everyone to say, hey, here's what could work. Here's a, here's a new way to think. Here's a mindset. Talk to us a little bit about resilience in this new world of 2021. Sure. Um, so in short, I'm going to share one thing. Okay. Um, everything that happens to us in life, we have two choices, right? Two. We can mm -hmm. be bitter or we can be better. That's it. So I can take things that happen to me and curl up in a ball and want to escape, which yes, I've done that on a yeah. right? But how long do I want to stay there? Um, not very long because it doesn't yeah. feel good, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're just repeating that experience over and over. Um, and it is a mindset thing because mm -hmm. it happens to you once, but how many times do you want to relive that in your brain? before you move on. Um, I think it's part of just my personality in terms of, um, you know, how I was, my parents were divorced when I was young. That was tough, but they did a good job kind of figuring that out. It was still tough. Um, right. The military taught me resiliency. Um, and then in the last six years, I've been through, you know, a, a few major life changes. I got a divorce after 21 years. That was wow. tough. It was my decision, but it still is not positive. Yeah, it's not fun not to go positive. through. And, um, and life happens too, Stephanie, and everybody yeah. can say the extent, especially women. I really love to preach to the women um, because we go through this. So we need this one thing I love about what my show here gets leveraged is I love to pull out some nuts and bolts because we hear the stories and now you're here and now you're successful and you were over here, you're in the military, parents got divorced, you're divorced, but we want to know some nuts and bolts. What did you do? You know, how did you turn it around? And I know joining Clubhouse was something that you and I both did to meet people, but let's talk some turkey here. Okay, yeah. I met this person, or I decided to go back to school, or I decided to do this. What is some of this that you could share with everybody? Sure. Just to share a few more quick things. So yeah, okay. I went through a divorce. My oldest son got cancer. Oh my my middle son went through some major issues. Um, my sister passed away at 35 and left behind a one-year-old baby that I'm helping my parents raise because there's no wow. father in the picture. And I was laid off all within the last six years. But now I have not one, not two, but three businesses. So how did I navigate wow. all of that? It, it's complete mindset. And okay. it's not easy. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying, oh, manifest and it's going <laughs> to happen. But it is, it is absolutely mindset and it's a choice. Mm -hmm. So here you're faced with this situation, in some cases, horrible, right? Death right. is not fun. Cancer is not fun. Divorce is not nope. fun. Layoff is not fun. Mm -hmm. um, but you have a choice to either say, okay, oh, my God, woe is me. Poor me. This sucks. Look at what's happening, happening to my life. Or you can say, okay, this sucks. Now what am I going to do? So at that moment, now what did you do? Um, well, in my divorce, I, you know, I did it in 93 days. I refinanced the house on my own, paid him off his portion of the equity. I didn't ask for child support. 
because I just told myself I'm going to figure this out. And I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of the other scenarios, um, like when my son had cancer, I'm like, okay, what are we doing next? We're going to go see this expert. We're going to mm-hmm. do this. Now we're going to do this. So it's Your really the mindset of action, yep. forward movement. How can I, how can I handle this? And how do I want to compartmentalize this? Right. Um, rather than saying, oh my God, I'm frozen because this is so horrible for me. It's like, this is horrible, but I want to get on the other side of it. So what am I going to do to get on the other side? And for me, it's figuring out a plan, taking action, helping as much as I can. And in some cases, honestly, it's surrendering to what is happening, not giving up. No, saying this is my reality, right? It is what it is. Now, what are we going to do to move forward? And it's it's all about pivoting, really. Pivoting yeah, that's a big on. word we've been using a lot, pivoting. Yeah. So how do you know where to start? Because now you say you have three businesses. So let's go back just for a second. All right, you, you're going through all this. What was that first business? And, and if people were listening and watching, they might have something they've always loved to do or they want to pull out an old business that they may want to recharge it. Where did that first business come from? Sure. So for me, um, when I went through that layoff and really two years prior, I was thinking, okay, if I could retire here and be super happy, but if I were to do something else, what would it be? And I had been speaking on the national circuit within my industry for um, 15 years. I did that within my organization. That was a passion of mine to help people, you know, from a learning and development and training perspective. Right. Um, And so that's what I chose to do is to create my own business, focusing on helping others, leading people and teams to success, Um, whether it's an individual and helping them um, with their leadership, which we can all continue to learn. Right. And as John Maxwell Maxwell says, you must um, lead yourself first before you can lead others. So as leaders, it's really the onus is upon us to continue to develop and hone our skills, um, know ourselves and our weaknesses so that we can get better to help help our team and bring them up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really the first one. And that's, that's my primary business. The other two mm-hmm. are kind of side gigs, to be honest, but there's a lot of potential for them to- Oh, I love that, grow. multiple streams of income. But I'm yeah. glad you said John Maxwell, because that brings you back to when I introduced you is, I love John Maxwell. I met him several times when I did Mary Kay back in the day. He was a big part of the training that, you know, he was always coming in and training the Mary Kay sales directors. And we learned so much from him, his stories, his books, so, so good. And I noticed on your bio, you're talking about John Maxwell certified I don't know if you're a certified coach or whatever, but I'm going to find out in a second. When you did this and you said, okay, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to start this business. You and I both know that coaches are so important. Did you have to hire a coach? Did you immediately tap into a John Maxwell? Tell me how the John Maxwell fits in and how coaching fits in for you first before you became one. Sure. So I started my business. Um, I actually took a short hiatus and worked for a startup for about six months with someone I know very well. Um, and he's like, yeah, you can still grow your business. That wasn't reality and that's okay. Um, so once I left there just a a few short months ago, um, John Maxwell came across my screen and I have a good industry friend who actually works closely with him and it had been in the back of my mind and it was honestly like kismet. It just came across my screen. I called, I talked to them. It was a perfect alignment for me, um, in terms of what they're about and what they do. Right. And so I signed up immediately and I'm going in March to our big international 
uh, Maxwell Certification Conference. And then shortly thereafter, I met JT Fox again, came across my screen, seriously, mm -hmm. came across my screen, got on a call, had a conversation with him and Reggie. And 30 minutes later, I signed up for Mega. And like, and that's where we met. That's where we met yes, in person. Yes. And in between that call with JT and Reggie and Mega, I joined Founders, to, which is, you know, investing in real estate. Yeah. And I was able to meet JT in Austin to go look at the Waco deal. Um, and then I have a few other coaches that I've worked with or I'm still working with. But for me, okay, a couple of things that just reinforced that what I was focused on was correct. And the exact right, perfect people for me in terms of coaching came along at the exact perfect time. Really and did. that has been, I mean, that was just a few short months ago. Yeah, and that has been so powerful in my life to not only have the coaches and the one on one, I do some one on one coaching, um, and the um, programs and materials, but the connections that I've made, just like the one that I made with you, um, have been phenomenal and deep. Like they're yes. not surface level connections. They are mm -hmm. meaningful um, and it's been fantastic. So I'm a huge belief, uh, a believer in coaches, not just because I am one, right? because I have them. And I think um, it really helps you gain clarity. Um, and it helps you to grow. And coaches, it's not all rah-rah. I mean, not at all. Not to get the right one. Absolutely not. Hard. It's they push me hard exactly when I and need they should. It, right. Yeah. They should. They help you be the best you can be. Uh, and you know, like the Oprahs, they have five coaches. Tony Robbins always had five or more coaches. You need coaches in different sectors of your being. You know, you have coaches to help you, you know, with, you know, the, the mindset, you might have another one that helps you with, you know, the nuts and bolts of, of planning and, 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 and plotting out the, the structure the business plan. It doesn't matter how many you have, but you got to have at least one. We know that. Yes. I mean, even JT and the biggest ones of the best have several coaches and you never want to be the smartest person in the room. You never want to not tap into somebody smarter than you because there's always somebody smarter in an arena than, than you are. None of smarter, us are more successful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Somebody makes more than you. It helps us go, you know, avoid pitfalls. It's like trying to get to New York, to California in a car and you don't get the roadmap. Exactly. Get somebody in the car that has the roadmap so you can get there faster without all the dips and turns. And, you know, you never, if you, you need somebody that knows a straight line because yeah. it's not easy being in any, any kind of business. It's kind of like also having a business and not having a CEO, a president, a vice president, your team. You've got to have structure. You can't be the end all be all everything to the entire world or to yourself. There's no time in the day to do it all. So I love it. I believe in coaches too. I always have several coaches. I absolutely adore um, our mega success, JT and everybody in that. I'm loving now I'm venturing into the real estate investing. I, I know this much about it. Right, zero, but I'm going to learn because we're teaching exactly. people. And I know that we're we're now surrounding ourselves with people that are doing it, not just talking about it, but to take us under their wing. So back to that, I know that we have another maybe four minutes here of Stephanie. You're so wise. You've come out of so much. And gosh, when you're just telling your story, it's like, wow, <laughs> one of those things could bury somebody. So if you could give me last minute tips. There's a lot of people out there that still are trying to pivot. There are a lot of people that have not found their tribe like you and I have, Stephanie, that don't have hope. They're like trying to find that tribe to give them hope. What would you say to them? What should they be looking for? I mean, we'll pray that their their people come across the screen, the screen, but what can they do to be proactive to get to that first step now to really make that pivot happen? 
Sure. Um, I would say number one, realizing that you don't have to do it all alone and don't be afraid to ask for help. I think a lot of us, um, you know, think, oh, I have to be this strong person or I'm afraid to be vulnerable and be really honest about the fact that I'm struggling. I was struggling yesterday. I was overwhelmed. I worked a 12 or 14 hour day. I had a call with one of my coaches that I wanted to cancel because I didn't feel poised and perfect. And I'm a recovering perfectionist, by the way. Um, I love it. And so I kept that call and I was vulnerable and open with the fact that I was overwhelmed on that call. And what's funny is I wanted to cancel with my coach when I needed my coach the most. Right. So it's I not when you cancel. <laughs> that's that's when you need to be there. But I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm you know, I don't want my coach to see me like this, but that's that's what your coach is for. And exactly. so um, all of us go through those moments. Don't be afraid to ask for help because there are people who can help you. And mm-hmm. the more people that you can get um, in your network to have your back, the better you're going to be, the more successful mm-hmm. you're going to be. You can also, we can all help other people, right? Yeah. And so I think if we just remember that we're more, um, alike than we are different. Oh, I like that. And there are more connections than there is adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the the advice that I would give because, you know, mm-hmm. we can't do it all alone. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. a single mom, three kids, you know, entrepreneur. I can't do it all alone. Um, I no, have to can. find resources and help to help me so that I can be the best to do the things that are the most important for me to focus on, right? To, yeah. to get help others. And two things, that's why at some point as coaches, we're very specific with the pain we solve so people can find us. You know, what exact pain do you solve? So they, they can see that, they can hear that wherever our social media is, say, oh, I need to know more. And I can probably pretty much honestly say that every coach has some form of free. You know, they can't give their one-on-one time for free, but most of the coaches that, that solve the pain that whoever's listening or watching has, can you can tap in, whether it's a pre-recorded, whether it's something they have that they can they give away as a promo, or whether there's they just have rooms on Clubhouse or Facebook audio or Twitter, there's a way to tap into almost anybody these days absolutely free to just feed your soul, feed feed your spirit, feed your business, get the juices flowing before you make that decision to buy into somebody that really, you know, could take you to the next step. Because I know all of us have some way, say a free call, a free this, a free that. So you just have to ask for it. You got to look for it. And coaches out there that are listening to this, you got to be very specific in the pain you solve. So it's an easier find that they know, ooh, I need to tap into them. I need to follow them on social media. I'm going to find a room that the audio app that they're on and they will find us if our pain that we solve is very, very clear. Okay. Last 30 seconds. What do you want to tell everybody? I'm going to put your website up here, Stephanie, and it's hsphservices.net to tap into you. Give us a promotion for you. This is your chance to say, this is what I do. This is who I help. And they will tap in. Sure. So the road to resiliency is what I'm focused on right now. Um, Helping people to go from tragedy to triumph. And so thank you for putting up that website. Um, You can also go to, you know, you deserve more.com. And I'm really here to help you um, find what you want and to help you get it, whether that's in leadership or personally. So um, the road to resiliency going from tragedy to triumph. 
I hope everybody taps into you, Stephanie. You're amazing. You're strong. You're resilient. You've got training. You've got fortitude and there's no stopping you and anybody that comes into your path you're going to bring up with you you're that type of person i haven't even known you long but your your arm width is so big because you scoop everybody up i saw you at that table we were all having dinner that night it was a long table and you were making friends you're pulling everybody in you were encouraging it just came naturally to you so you are an amazing amazing leader and i just hope my community gets to know you even more as well stephanie as phservices.net. Check her out. And when your podcast comes, I want to help you on that as well, because you're going to do an amazing, amazing podcast. Do you know the name of it yet? You know, you deserve more. You know, you just, I love that, Stephanie. You know, you deserve more. Amen. Pass the ketchup. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie, on that note, thank you for being here. I adore you. Thank you. Love you so much. Best as you have to come. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching to Get Celebritized, where we help you earn more so you can live more, so you can give back more. Make it your best day. Tap into a mentor today to take you to the next level because you don't have to do this alone. Together, we all achieve more. Have a good one. This is Araya, over and out for now. Thanks for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more, and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagari.com, and make sure to follow her at Araya McGarry Productions on Instagram, and join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry.